Welcome to Making Marunda. In this episode, I'm chatting with Mark Anderson, one of the owners and operators at Mad Ram Cafe, just down in sort of the bottom end of Croydon there, just before you roll into Moorabark. Uh, Mad Ram has really proven over the years to become quite a popular destination for good food, good coffee, uh, takeaway, eat-in, delivery, and so on. Delivery in recent times anyway, because where we are now is, of course, the COVID-19 lockdown. The guys are still kicking. They're open for takeaway and delivery of food and of course takeaway coffees as well. Um, Mark tells me that the, the community is really rallied around. All of the regular customers are still coming in for their coffees and keeping the business afloat, which is such a good thing to hear. So I talk with Mark about how that's going, how the business is getting along during the lockdown. But we also talk a bit about Mark's history in the hospitality industry and in the area, how Mad Ram came uh, came to be, what Mad Ram as a name even means, because it is a bit of an odd one, although quite cool, I think. And we talk about what Mark hopes to see uh, will happen with the hospitality industry in the months ahead as we all figure out how to deal with the world after lockdown uh, when it does eventually end. And my gosh, it will eventually end. So enjoy the episode. I hope you really enjoy this chat with Mark. And if you have any tips or suggestions or feedback for how the show is going, any thoughts on others that I should interview as well, if there are businesses or community groups or community members that you'd like me to have on the show to learn a bit more about their background and how they're going right now during lockdown, please do let me know. You can reach out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash makingmarunda, and I'd love to have your feedback and thoughts and any ideas as well. Thanks, everybody. Tune in and enjoy the episode. Okay, I'm joined by Mark Anderson, the man behind Mad Ram Cafe. Mad Ram, that's a name. We'll want to talk about that as we go. But Mad Ram Cafe is in Croydon. I actually thought it was in Moorabark. It must be right on the border. Uh, I didn't realise Croydon is quite so big. But there you have it. Mark, thank you for joining me. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Uh, obviously, given the times we're living in, uh, the first question is, how are things going at the moment? Look, we run by the narrative that we're lucky we can still trade I'm glad to hear that. Uh, now, look, I mean, like most people, I've been stuck at home. You've been working, and I'm glad that you've been able to. I'm blessed as well that I'm able to work from home. But therefore, I don't really know how things are going in Maroondah at the moment, and that's sort of part of the purpose of the show. But do you happen to know, uh, you, you say you're lucky, are you among a lucky few that have been able to keep their doors open uh, in the hospitality business in Maroondah? Yeah, my understanding is, man, where the list is getting shorter and shorter of shops that are staying open. Do you reckon you'll be able to, I mean, we don't know how long the storm, so to speak, will be, but do you think you'll be able to weather it? As long as as long as long we're able to, we will. Yeah. Yep. What's, or as long as they, they let us trade. Well, there is that. We'll, we'll trade, yeah. You're right. What's um, what's helping you keep the doors open? What are you doing differently? We, to be completely honest, we're not really doing anything different. We, um, we're just leaning on the community a bit more than we used to. Mm-hmm. And so you've, you've got that support there from your followers. You know, have they been coming in and saying, you know, we want you guys to stay open. We love what you're doing. Give me a coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yep. pretty much, yeah. I'm glad to hear we, it. Um, we've, from the start, from well, the conception of the shop, we, we tried to get ourselves pretty well embedded in the community. Smart. And it's, it's coming around now, which is really nice to see. So we have customers bringing us flowers. Oh, wow. I had a lady bring me a card this morning chocolates oh. so another the tennis guys baked us brownies to say thank you oh mate that's so good 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty moving. That is that is really cool. Yeah. Um, how you know you, as you say you've you've gotten yourselves embedded in the community there. How long have you actually been operating? Two and a half years. Two and a half. Okay, cool. I think that might have been around the time I first came in. Then I moved to the area. Well, I, I grew up in the area, um, but I moved back uh, five years ago. Um, and that was my first experience with Mad Ram was some, some mates yep. had told me that they'd already been there. And we dropped in for breakfast uh, one morning, just a bunch of dads getting together. Um, and I loved the yeah, vibe. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I loved the vibe. So it was definitely one of the first businesses that sprang to mind when I thought of this show. Do you have, as you say, you've sort of, you've got that, little community around the shop do you find that you've got a lot of regulars regulars that are coming in and have sort of made the place their own oh yeah yeah the regulars joke that they see the same faces every morning they come in that's really cool i like that a lot what are you doing in terms of um uh obviously you you can't do dine in at the moment do you still have your full menu going on a on a takeaway basis no we don't unfortunately we have to cut the menu down to six items oh wow so we do yeah, we do them all pick up and all delivered. Delivered so as well. Dan and I, yeah, Dan and I in the car running out coffees and food to people that are self-ISO. That's good. And that's yeah. um, that's obviously a new thing. You wouldn't have done delivery before, I assume. Nah, no, 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 no. Are, are you using any of the, because I know that can cut into margins, are you using any of the, the um, delivery services? Like, I don't know what they are, Uber Eats, Deliveroo or whatever? No, we're not. They take 30%. 30? And. 30s, 30 plus. Gee, they so must be you... making a bundle because I don't think the guys delivering the stuff make much money. So <laughs> No, no. And when, in hospitality, our margin's pretty tight as yeah. it is. Yeah, so to fork over 30%, you might as well just be handing them money. Yeah. And I'm not in the game for that. So how are you actually managing it if, if you're out and about doing those deliveries as well? You must be running off your feet. Yeah, we're running around like mad chooks. Yeah. So that's all right. Well, you know, I mean, I, it's probably not appropriate, but I guess if anybody's listening and you want to volunteer, maybe that might be. I'm sure Mark would, <laughs> would appreciate the help, but you should probably stay home, listeners, and let uh, let Mark take that risk for you. Good man that he is. Um, mate, yeah. I'm looking at your website right now. Uh, beautiful website, by the way, uh, madramcafe.com.au. You describe the fair as authentic, rustic, organic, locally sourced food. Um, yep. and, and I'm looking at the photo, and that's... In that photo, everything I like to eat. So that's that's pretty good. What's uh, what's your personal background uh, from a culinary perspective? Well, Dan and I are both chefs by trade. We did our apprenticeships together. Oh right, twenty odd years ago. So yeah. so Dan is a what? You're both you're both own the business together. Yeah, Dan's my business partner. Okay, so cool. I'm the M in Mad. Yep. And Dan's the D. And Mad <laughs> is Mark and Dan. That's. Well, okay, that explains the name. So where, where does Ram come from, I guess? Rams, mountain rams don't move backwards. Hey, that's clever. Or mountain goat, yeah, don't move backwards. That's clever. A bit so like the, kind um, of, yeah, it was kind of fitting. Yeah, a bit like the, uh, what is it, the Australian coat of arms. Everybody looks yeah. at that and go, why would you have a kangaroo and an emu? But they can't walk backwards, and that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's really cool. I like that. So, yeah, sorry, go back to um, you, you did your apprenticeship together. Um, we did our apprenticeships together like 20 years ago and became mates. Yep. And then over the journey, oh, God, I was the best mate at Dan's wedding. Oh, cool. Yeah, at both of his kids' christenings. We're still best mates. Mm-hmm. Dan and his wife met because Meigs was my roommate. Wow. Yeah. While, yeah. Well, while studying or just a share house? Just a share house. Meigs works hospitality as well. So he, Meigs uh, and I were working and living together. Dan and I were working together. 
And that's how they met. That's cool. That's that's a very tight knit relationship, and and actually quite remarkable. Well, I think remarkable anyway that you're still good mates, having been in business. You uh, often see people fall out. That's sort of the true test, I think, of a friendship. So, well done. Oh, we we kicked our toes in the pool before working together. Yeah. And then we had a small catering business. That we were working full time as chefs or head chefs, working the catering at the same time, but not putting a hundred percent into either. Mm-hmm. You know. So we just squindled away every cent we had and then found this little shop in Croydon, went balls to the wall, so to speak, yep. and ended up where we are now, two shops later. That's really cool. Um, what inspired – well, as you say, you, you did your chef apprenticeship together. You've been chefing for 20 years, is that right? Yeah, mate. Yep. Is, is chefing even a word? I think I just pulled that one out. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna say it is as, as of now. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's run with it. Chefing away all day. Um, yep. How did you decide what what brought you to uh, Mad Ram? As you know, the the type of food that you're offering um, is that is that the sort of style that you've always been into? Oh, yeah, I think we the the concept behind Mad Ram was we were sick of working for clowns. <laughs> Hopefully, well, none of those you, clowns are listening. Work, you work as you work as a chef, and everyone's got an opinion, you yeah, know. Of course, so we of thought if we just went out, did it for ourselves, stuck to our gun, cooked some food that we like to cook in a space we were proud of, then we'd either be prove ourselves right, or we'd be swallowing our work. Yeah, that's cool. So you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, almost quite yeah. literally, as far as food goes. That's really cool. Pretty much. So, yeah. um. Uh, you obviously don't have to name businesses, but what sort of places had you worked at before? You mentioned you did your catering thing, but what sort of businesses had you worked for before launching Mad Ram? Previous to Mad Ram, we were both working cafes. Okay. And then before the cafe thing, well, I don't even think it was a cafe thing. We worked at big hotels and clubs. Cool. So you've really um, downsized and focused on that sort of, as you say, that community feel, and that's paid off for you as well, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're both staying to a young family. I've got a young family yeah. now. So we wanted just to get a little bit of work-life balance. And the, the 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock finishes are ideal compared what? to the 9, 30, 10 o'clocks that you used to do. Yeah, of course. What time – so obviously that's when you close up and obviously in normal conditions. Um, but what sort of – when do you actually get to escape the, the shop? From about four thirty-five o'clock every night. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll, I'll and happily swap those we, hours. Yeah, we both take two days a week off. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, you mentioned, I think I, I first spoke to you, uh, today we're recording on a Tuesday, I spoke to you yesterday and that was the first day off you'd, was that the first day off you'd had in a while or just that was just one of your Mondays that you get off? Uh, it was, no, not the first in a while. Yeah, still one cool. a week, yeah, throughout this. So you're managing to live a to a fairly, as, as best you can anyway, a fairly normal um, lifestyle and, and working conditions under the circumstances? Trying to, yeah. Yeah, that's Trying. cool. Yeah. What's, um, is Mad Ram, I don't know, is that your, your sort of, if you've even thought about it, is that your final dream? You've, you've hit it big there. That's exactly everything that you've wanted to do with life or do you have big dreams, open, you know, a, a dining hall or something crazy like that? Nah, the, uh, the Ram was always a dream or yeah. a pop dream of Dan and I. And we... we we thought that we wanted to open more, like have a chain of them. Mm-hmm. 
until we opened our second, we thought our problems would halve, but they've tripled. So your second, you've got more than one location? Yeah, we've got Mitcham and then we've got Milk we've got Milk Bar Mitcham. Oh, you you were in Milk Bar? Florida. Yeah. How about yep. that? I, I haven't actually been there, but I was looking up um, a few months ago places to check out in the area. Um, obviously, that's yep. that's not in Maroonda, so not a focus of my show, but I have been meaning to go there. So, so that's good to know. That's yeah. really cool. And that's um, that's is that still open as well? Yeah, just. Same as here. Yep. Same as Ram. We've had to downsize a lot of the staff. We've well, down a few people. Yeah, that's one thing Changed I wanted to touch concept. on as well. Yeah. How have you found that? I mean, I, I, I've got to say my uh, brother-in-law is um, a brewer. He works up in Brisbane and he had to really sadly lay off a whole, a whole bunch of people and it really tore him up. Um, how, yep. how have you found that? I mean, that's, that's got to be eating away at you, I imagine. It was, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. We're a, we're a close-knit team. The guys, the guys and girls mean a lot to us mm. and they're like the backbone of the shop. But I have to let have to let them go is just sort of mortifying you know it would be yeah i can imagine well look i won't i won't make you dwell on that i, I imagine it must have been as you say no. the hardest thing you've ever had to do but i hope they took it well under the circumstances <laughs> they did they did and we they've all still got shifts oh okay so they full-timers went to sort of part-time part-timers went to casuals oh that's good casuals are filling in days off we um we're doing fruit boxes and meat boxes for all their families. We're not yep. charging them. Oh, mate, that's we cool. Give them all, we give them all coffees whenever they drop in. Like, we're still trying to keep those lines of dialogue open. We've got a Facebook group where we all check in. We make sure that everyone's okay. Yeah, so we try, like, we're trying to do the best we can. Like, that's really cool, man. That's, yeah, that's great. That's a lot of heart. I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> really glad. Um, how are you finding the... I mean, I, I kind of feel like if I hadn't, if my mates hadn't suggested it to me, I might not have known it was there without sort of stumbling across it on social because it isn't, it's in that little, I don't know what the name of the little section is there, but I know there's a bottle shop, there's another another food joint uh, near yep. it as well. You, you're down near the, the big double roundabout in Moorabark that freaks everybody out. Yeah, the big five-way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how do you find the location? Do you get a lot of people stumbling in or is it all, you know, they find you online and word of mouth? They, they find us online and by word of mouth. So do you reckon the location, was, I mean, as you say, you're doing, you had been doing well anyway, the location hasn't worked against you? Nah, no. Nah. Do you reckon you could have opened in a spot like that without the benefit of online and social media? No way. <laughs> well, that's good. Getting all these little nooks and crannies in the suburbs that might have gone without any, uh, any decent tenants. Yeah. yeah. How are you Well, fond- when we moved in, yep. there was no one here. Like the strip was dead when we moved in. There was yeah, us, right. the hairdresser and the bottle shop. <laughs> so, <laughs> bottle shop and hairdresser—they're the uh, two staples of of life in the outer burbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to chat with them as well. And of course, um, the dreaded KFC across the road. The dirty bird. The dead. Someone, <laughs> someone's planted this big sign on the PowerPoint. Are you PowerPoint? Yep. Are you supporting local? With a dirty big question mark. So everyone that drives in the bottom, that's drives cool. in the drive-through sees it. That's I like that a lot. That's really cool. Oh god, now you've got um Hungry Jacks across the road as well. Yeah. Far out. All these massive chains coming in and I think McDonald's is on the other side of the roundabout. They're all surrounding. And there's some Maccas as well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well I'm glad that hasn't impacted too much. Obviously, uh no. look, I, I don't mind admitting I get stuck into the occasional uh fast food as well, but I'm glad to know that customers with taste are still rolling in. Yeah. 
That's exactly right. So that's we cool. don't really we don't really cater for the hot cappuccino crowd. <laughs> the past- well, but they, the fast food doesn't really bother us. McDonald's yeah. have the most popular country uh, uh, coffee in the country. Just ask them. It's, uh, it's well, a... <laughs> by, by volume, you could probably get past it. Yeah, but I remember seeing on, a, a little off volume, topic. Carlton Draft's probably the most favourite beer in Melbourne. Too. That's a good point. I remember seeing a little off topic, but I remember seeing uh, when Masters Hardware was still around that they were the fastest growing hardware in Australia, and I'm like, well, you, you're starting from a pretty low base, so that's not, yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah. grab whatever slogan works for you. Um, so you've been in business for, I think you said five years, is that right? We've had the catering, catering's been going for about five, Okay. Ram's been open two and a half. Ah, sorry, two and a half, yeah. How have you found, um, in the time, because as I say, I moved back to the area five years ago, I'd been away for, I think about 10, maybe more, um, and when I left the area, there wasn't much in the way of, uh, how to say, you know, hip, trendy places to dine out. Um, and then I come back and there's a brewery, there's you guys, there's a bunch of other things in the main street of Croydon. Um, Ringwood's, yep. Ringwood's got things now. Eastland's taking off with that town square. How are you finding, mm. um, in general, the sort of feel and vibe of the area from a hospitality perspective throughout Maroondah? Um, pretty, pretty good. I think pretty solid now. Yeah. We're, all, we're all pretty spoiled for choice. Yeah, I think so too. You know, like again. If you want a good breakfast, you come to us, or you go down and see Evan down at Roundbird. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Lilydale, right? Go... Lilydale, yeah. yeah. Yep. If you want a beer, you go up and see Dale and the guys at the brewery, or yep. you can go to the Hop End down Lilydale. Like, there's we're spoiled now. So you've you've name checked a few options there. That sort of gets me thinking that there must be a bit of a um, community around the hospitality in the area as well. You, you get along with a few of the businesses around here. Oh, we all get along. We all get along. <laughs> That's good. So, I don't know. All of the ones, we all support each other, you know. Yeah. So, Evan, the round bird guys come up and see us for coffees. We'll go down and have brekkie there. We go to the brewery to do knockoffs. You know, like, we all we all come in and help. We all eat out, eat out of each other's pockets. That's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because I've I'm actually uh, launching a separate podcast called Mike Does Life and it's interviewing people that have all of the the dream jobs that I've always thought about and I think as a <laughs> as an automotive journalist I'm definitely working a dream job already but among them have been various hospitality things and I don't mind saying I've never worked a day in hospitality in my life there's a lot of it in my family oh, there's a lot of it mate, in my you, family you're missing out mate no I, you're I, missing out I don't doubt it but I you know I'm I'm turning 40 this year i've probably missed the boat a little bit on being able to handle the hours and the uh and the legwork but um it's it's nice to know that in the area you know if i if i did ever decide to to take that leap it'd probably be stupid having no background in it but it's nice to know that there is that supportive vibe in the area as long as yeah. i don't step on toes <laughs> you'd be all right mate yeah that's cool um do you have any any thoughts or words of wisdom? I mean, thoughts as far as the shutdown that we're all suffering right now, but say there's anybody out there that would like to try their hand at hospitality. Do you have any advice or words of wisdom that you'd like to share? In this climate, you'd have to be absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Do you think that um, even once this is over, you know, are we... I wonder if there might be people thinking... 
hospitality is no longer a safe thing to start in. Like if you're established and you can keep going like yourself, great. But, you know, we I hate to think it, but what if we have another pandemic in a year or two years? I mean, I, I worry that I people aren't going to bother starting in these sorts of industries anymore. Nah, I, I believe pretty firmly that every, the whole environment's going to change once we come back around. The way we like, do business? The way we do business, retail will be different because we've all been forced to go on to go online. Mm. I, I think hospitality will be dramatically different. We won't have we won't have the saturation of shops that we have now. Yeah. So the the good operators they'll they'll last the distance. The fakers will fall out, and it'll only be of a benefit to all of us. Well, like, that's a good point. Sound, I guess if there's sound as you say, operators, yeah, yeah, if there's fewer businesses well, around, I mean, you'll see prices will go not through the roof. But hospitality in the past, our pricing structures have been on what people will pay. Yeah. So we wear that on the bottom line. I think that's going to change because there won't be that. I can go down the road and get a cappuccino. You can go to McDonald's and get a cappuccino. Yeah. Or you can come to somewhere like the Ram and get specialty coffee, Victorian milk, and a qualified barista. Yeah. And you'll pay you'll pay five dollars plus. Yep. It becomes more of a treat, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think that. that yeah. yeah. There'll be a, there'll be a whole new respect for what we all do. I hope so. I mean, we've. Uh, we've we heard in recent months all the all the stuff that's befallen the guys like uh, Colin Barris and and the rest of them as well. The, these big guys that have run four or five restaurants off the back of basically not taking care of their staff. Um, so uh, you might be right that if we see, I don't know, a shrinking of the market, then there's obviously going to be more respect for the businesses, the business owners, um, the yep. staff. Although clearly you respect yours the way you've been taking care of them as best you can um, through this time. But but hopefully it changes not only our appreciation for what you guys do, but also how people feel about working in hospitality. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got a pretty bad. There's a pretty bad vibe at the moment. Mm. You know that all us own operators are shoddy, and we try and you know take the last five dollars off our staff. And yeah, we overwork them, and we don't feed them, and we do all of this. But you know what? There's those people that got called out, and then there's the operators that go into battle for their staff, and we we try our hardest. To understand the award, to pay on the award, which apparently is incredibly over. complicated. Um, we fortunately use an external HR company that do it for us. Right. But it, depending on your age, your qualification, and then what what you deem to be part of that, it's all open to interpretation. So I can see how some operators would get confused. I can definitely see, see how some would live in that grey area and try and cut it on the bottom line. Mm-hmm. But it just... For us, for example, our kids or our staff are the shop. You know, people don't come to see me half the time. They'll come to see them. Or they'll yeah, right. come to see Charles. That's or cool. they'll come to see Big Maxi. And if I'm not looking after them properly, you know, how are they going to represent me or my business? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. What um, that all, all went a bit dark there, talking about the downsides to hospitality. What? Nah, um, nah. <laughs> well, it's I mean it's one of those realities. You know, every every trade, every dream job has its downsides. But I'm I'm very glad to hear that um, 
the owner-operators at Mad Ram are not the dark side of hospitality. No, by no stretch. No, I'm glad to hear it. What um, if you weren't if you weren't a chef? Let's say not just if you weren't running Mad Ram, but if you weren't a chef, what would you be doing? I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't. I I loved cooking from God. A very young age. Yeah, so like, it's not just I something remember. that you fell into. I mean, I, I know chefs that no. just sort of no. needed a job and ended up ended up taking an apprenticeship, and 20 years later, that's their career and their lives. It's something you've always loved. Oh, no. I've always loved cooking. I, used, I have fond memories of cooking with my, my nonna. Yeah. Like, really young, young in the kitchen, and then was busting at the hip when I turned 15 to get a job in hospitality, so I started making pizzas. That's cool. And then, yeah. What um, any any influence has your has your nonna had any influence on the menu at Mad Ram? Nah, no, nah, those not really those her style by the sounds dogs. of it. That must be what an Italian background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a, not a lot of uh, Italian in the in the rustic not, food that you're preparing. <laughs> no, not a lot of not a lot of Italian in poached eggs, mate. No, that's true. That's true. What's uh, what's your favourite item on the menu? I mean, excluding the fact that you've had to go down to six, or maybe it's on the on the menu of six. But what's your favourite thing? Um. At the moment, what's getting us excited is we're starting to get all of when we come on come around. So once all of this doom and gloom is finished, mm-hmm. we've got a local local boiler maker making us an Argentinian barbecue. Oh wow! We're gonna do we're gonna do like Italian Sundays. So we'll do a full pig on the on the cross, mm-hmm. the asado cross. We'll do it ticketed. We'll do some nice wine, some salad, some pork, put some music on and sort of point it at families so we can sort of, you know, get out together, eat together, laugh together. That's really cool. Do you have a, an outdoor yeah. area to – I assume that'll be outdoors that you'll do the cooking of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've recently had the deck finished out the back. Oh, I never went so, out the back. I, yeah. Okay. yeah cool. I mean, not, I've only been in a couple of times, but we always sat out the front. I didn't know there was a back. That's great. Yeah, so it's about the same size as out the front. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, Mark, mate, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there any, uh, the show such as it is, it's uh, the first first episode we've recorded, but hopefully it'll be interesting. Um, are there any, any final words you'd like to put out to the community on, you know, what you can, what you'd like in terms of support and what you're trying to do to, to keep the community buzzing? I would love to say come down and support us. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> but, man, just... So, we all talk about what it used to be like to go out for breakfast. That place you used to go for breakfast, go for a coffee. Yeah. Or that place you used to go for dinner, order up and get takeaway. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of us out here, like, running pretty skint to the red line. And we need, like, we all need the support to keep on pushing. Yeah, I bet. And listen, I hope, um, listeners, I hope I hope none of you are sitting here thinking, you know, I'd love to get down there, but I'm sure they'll be fine. Every coffee counts. Would I be right to say that, Mark? Just get on down. Every every coffee counts. Yeah. It's a bit, every... like, uh, a bit like voting, I guess. They don't need my vote. They'll be fine. Just get down there and get a coffee. <laughs> get, down, get down and get a coffee. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad to Same hear Same with, don't go, don't go to Liquorland. Go to the public brewery. Yeah. Get your beers from them. Don't buy a barbecue chicken from Coles. Go to Montpellier. You know, like we all we're all in this together. And just be be conscious of where you're spending your dollars. Your yeah. hard earned. 
does Coles need it or do Montpellier need it? Yeah, that's a good call. Does I McDonald's haven't even been doing it? that myself, so that's a good call. I need to think about that yeah. too. Do Maccas need it or do we need it? Maccas never needs it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Do you go to Hungry Jack's or do you go to Good Company, Barbecue and Burgers? Yeah. And they're, yeah, uh, they're every, next door, right, to you? Yeah, they're two shops down. Two shops yeah. down. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, hopefully I'll have a chat with them as well. Um, how do people how do people automate through your website or what have you got set up? Man, over the socials or they can get us directly at the shop. Okay. Yeah. Easy as. All right. Well, I will throw well, a bunch just, of links. Well, come in. Come in. Say hello. Yeah. Do you get much of a... Um, I mean, I drive past cafes now and I see people standing out and observing their social distancing and so on. You've you got many people hanging around out the front waiting for their coffees in the morning? Oh, look, they hang around until they get their coffees and then we ask them to leave. That's good. That's responsible. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show, mate. It was um, a pleasure, pleasure to have you on as my first guest. And uh, hopefully things continue to go well for you and I will come down and get a coffee. We haven't actually met in person, so we'll do a, a um, an air handshake or, or whatever is cool. Yeah, um, yeah. What is it? Kick, touch, <laughs> fate or something. That's or right. Yeah, I've seen a few whatever. videos of that. I'll, I'll learn the moves before I come down. Um, Look, I'm, I'm half awkward as it is, man. It's probably not going to go well. <laughs> we'll probably both fall over. Don't be holding my coffee yeah. when we do it. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the social distancing thing will be all down the gurgler. It'll yeah, exactly, yep. exactly. Mate, thank you so much for coming on. I will hopefully see you soon, and I wish you all the best in the months ahead. And, um, yeah, we'll touch base to see how things are going. Thank you very much, mate. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. You too. Thanks for listening in to Making Marunda. That was my interview with Mark Anderson from Mad Ram Cafe. The guys at Mad Ram can be followed on social media. They're on Facebook and Instagram and, of course, at their own website. Just Google Mad Ram. It's the fastest way to find them, Mad Ram Cafe. It will be the very first result that comes up. I hope you'll get in there and grab a coffee, and I hope that once this uh, lockdown period is over and done with, which will hopefully be soon, that you'll get in there and try the full menu. Uh, And they do, of course, have a lot of their menu going at the moment as well for delivery and pickup, so make sure you check that out. Uh, It's listed on their Facebook page and on their website as well. As for the show, I hope you're enjoying how things are going so far. If you do have any feedback, suggestions or questions, I'm so open to that. The show is obviously evolving with every episode. I'm learning new tricks about how to actually produce and edit and host the show. So if you have any thoughts about my hosting techniques or the quality of the audio, please do reach out. I'm recording it from home, just like everybody else is at the moment, and it's a bit of a learning curve, but hopefully the quality is not so poor that you're not actually getting something out of the show. So thanks again for tuning in, and you can find Making Marunda at facebook.com slash makingmarunda. Please tell your friends. I would love to get the word out about the show, and if you have any thoughts on other people that I should talk to as well on the show to to interview, please do let me know. I'd really like to get a, a good, broad spectrum of the community on the show. Thanks, everybody. I'll catch you on the next episode.